Ah, uh, all right then. <laughs> so, shall we move on to Food Wars? Shoki Ikinosoma? Yeah, sure. Right, so the that's... chapter that revealed that Megumi is actually the ultimate mommy GF. Well, I, I know this series is just going to keep going with this stupid, like, math food mafia thing. Yes, I, it's literally, great. Literally, all I need from this show is just give me an idea of what all the other Elite Ten are doing and then just end. Like, the only thing I wanted post Azami was just give give Megumi some more development and another spotlight, and we've had that. I, I could happily just wrap this stuff up now. I've got to say, I am all for this continuing, because if it was wrapping up after that, what the what the Asami arc, the bullshit the Asami arc turned into, I'd be, I'd be very disappointed. Just just moving a sort of into predictions, although we can still discuss the chapter if you like. Uh, I, th I think the midnight, uh, the midnight chef mafia arc, whatever it's going to be called. It's going to be way more goofy and thus more enjoyable than, than the regimental one. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. If they don't go balls to the wall, we're gonna fight this underground cooking mafia that is completely ex this that totes exists and no one actually knows about, but has all this power. It's it's that it's it's the only way they can go from here. They lost all credibility in the last arc. Also, when they were cre when they tried credibility, it didn't work. Let's have the show where everyone's clothes explode and and like and people be and people get carried away by onion-headed fishmen. Okay, the gang is is finally back together. Uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of Hoven's Hideaway. Let's call this podcast um, tentative name, I know. Um, and uh, today we are talking about a series that we've not touched on in a while. Uh, for those who don't know, I used to be on a podcast called The Stammer Stream, hosted by one of the people with us today, uh, where we uh, basically just talked about every jump series each week, and um, one of those tentpole series has finally come to a close but we, we come today not to celebrate it but to bury it uh yes it is the it is the food wars cast and with me today i have um would you guys like to introduce yourselves i'm winsdale cheddar and i'm ever so happy to be on asahi cyber is garbage and here's why i am rail nine and i am going to be the angry one who yells at everyone whenever they fail uh I am Dr. Nova, and I am an actual cook, so I'm going to be here mostly to explain why all the dishes in the final arc are hot garbage. Ah, <laughs> uh, wonderful. So, um, I guess before we get started, what, what has everybody been up to uh, recently? Well, I've been building up that whole yelling at everyone as they fail by playing a lot more Heroes of the Storm and Ranked. So whatever some of my teammates who just do not retreat what I call it, is it so hard to not engage 2v5? Anyway, playing in the lot a lot and hating people for being idiots. Uh, what about you, Wesley Dale? Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've just mostly, mostly been, um, mostly been moving into my new flat. Uh, uh, you know, lately I've been trying to delay uh, working of, uh, on my computer longest time and I've actually started uh, completing my Pokedex. Oh. 
So what? Every single game, then just like going to the next one and importing them. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and if you guys have any three uh, like uh, Arceus or Meloetta or um, or Genesec. Um, pretty good for me. I'm back at school again, so I'm just finishing my culinary degree right now. I started a new job. Um, just generally speaking, it's been really nice uh, just getting back into things. I have, um, as, as most people know, I work at a summer camp during the summer. And whenever I leave there, I usually have like a good couple days where I just have to go into like post-summer camp rehab. Because <laughs> I, I like it there so much. And then coming back, it's just kind of like... Oh yeah, this is what like the real world is like. <laughs> Everything's awful and on fire. Um, yeah, but I I like to imagine you're working in the Gracefield house. Honestly, wow. I don't I don't like to imagine me working in the Gracefield house at all. I mean, you said you were you, you said you were a chef, so. Oh, are these kids sitting in cells on fire, a hot garbage. <laughs> Seriously, you get your fat chops. You ain't supposed to eat so much. Otherwise, you're gonna be all fat, not tasty at all. I like how I turn into like a New Jersey-esque stepmother whenever I work <laughs> at this place. <laughs> oh, I've I've just finished my my course and I'm about to enter the job hunting hell. So wish me luck with that. Good luck, mate. <laughs> Good luck. You Good luck, will mate. need it. Aside from that, I I just caught the uh, the Steven Universe movie yesterday and uh, rather enjoyed it. I've never watched Steven Universe, so I mm. didn't really have any interest in seeing the movie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, right. I'm not really a fan, but I, I can, I, I understand why people like it. Yeah, I mean, without going into like any plot specifics, um, I've heard the series come under fire with the way it handles its villains as they progress yeah. a lot, and I think I have varying thoughts on how each villain how well that sort of treatment works. Uh, with the antagonistic force in this film, I felt it was handled quite appropriately. Yeah. Can I ask a um, quick question just about it? Because all I've seen of like the Steven Universe trailer, is the villain just straight up Monkey D. Luffy? <laughs> uh, the, so, no, it's like if Maka from Soul Eater had ate the gum gum fruit and was also like, a, an old timey like steamboat willy cuphead esque cartoon character. Okay, that's... She's she's pretty great. Yeah, because like every, everything I've seen of it, it just looks like, oh, that's her doing like Gear Three like, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, I, I, know. I, wouldn't discount, her... I wouldn't discount the the influence since um, since Rebecca Sugar is a uh, is a uh, One Piece fa yeah. fan, especially of Uzop, I... of course. I definitely think the Soul Eater reference is pretty deliberate. Um, like, her weapon just looks like Soul as a scythe. Um, uh, yeah, her, her opening number is just like this cool electro swing thing. It, it's it's wonderful. Anyway, um, so I think now we may as well move on to the main focus of this whole discussion. Food Wars Shokugeki no Soma has, has wrapped up its run and jump, as has the epilogue series. And... Um, and so, in the previous podcast where we talked about this series, which I'll post a link to, uh, we last left things off at the very beginning of this arc. We um, It was the little Hot Springs mini-arc where Soma and Megumi, Megumi go to sort out this evil uh, Cousinue Noir and find out what those are. Le Cousinue Noir! Cousinue Noir. And um, 
I going back to listen to that podcast is is so funny because we just have all of these little like predictions about like where it's going and well I guess first of all just ex- can each of you explain very briefly what exactly are your thoughts on this series prior to this arc as briefly as you can because we have we have talked about it in the past falling from glory but still having a chance to recover because yeah the central arc started to lose steam the further it went along um the fall classic arc is probably my favorite shonen tournament arc of all time i think it's incredibly excellent and it you know it it, it was i wasn't actually super into food wars before that arc but that arc completely switched around i loved it i loved the characters i loved the story arcs i loved that every match had a tiny little surprise um and there have been ups and downs after that, I would say. Um, like, I don't think the series ever hit that high again. But generally speaking, I was a fan throughout throughout most of it. I thought it was very competent in the start. I uh, I loved the hook for well, mostly for uh, mostly for storytelling reasons and comedy reasons. Obviously, I honestly thought it was. Um, it was pretty good. I can't really. Um, I must admit, I can't really remember half of it since since, since I started my read through thread, but then kind of fell off. Uh, but uh, from what I've seen out of the introduction, it it was a very competent series that drew me in. Yeah, uh, my, my thoughts are, are sort of similar. I I really really like the the comedic approach that it offsets certain tropes with. Um, like the introduction of Alice and Kurokiba is so funny, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because um, they have this big dramatic moment where they're they're like walking in, and then Alice she like gives a big introduction to Soma, and then she turns around and goes, Kurokiba, you're standing at the wrong angle. You're meant to be like, like at a forty degree angle here, and like <laughs> twirling these balls around. <laughs> it's just like why I, I never do that otherwise it's like no you need to have a gimmick silly they, they, they do they um, do really uh, they do really subvert these shonen expert, expectations in the uh, in the weirdest of places i uh, mm. one of the reasons why uh, one of the reasons why uh, takumi was uh, one of my favorite uh, characters at the start uh, was that he made these uh, all of these big shonen declarations uh, that he, uh, that he's going to defeat Soma, uh, um, and uh, he mm. just usually responded with, with just chill, mate. I, uh, we're in a school, we're cooking. Mm. Yeah. So um, I think um, my favorite, my highlight of the series was probably it was Megumi and um, Shinomiya's big confrontation, and his just the whole sequence leaning up to the Shokugeki where Soma basically lays his own his own skin on the line to make sure she doesn't get expelled and um Shinomiya's whole uh critic from Ratatouille moment <laughs> that I I think especially in how the panels are laid out in the section where they um they show Soma challenging him it's just it, it gets you so excited and invested um I think that was that was probably the peak of the series for me um and then I think yeah, I did have more issues with it once the central arc kicked in, and there are parts of that arc I really dislike, but in the end, I'm not, like, I can't come down too hard on it, just because I do think the way it rounded off its heart was sort of in the right place. Like, I liked that it gave Erina the final victory, which felt appropriate, given that it was, like, um, you know, her against her dad and that whole conflict, and it would have felt really, really, like, 
rubbish to just have Soma be the one who steamrolls him. Um, but yeah, there were definitely some massive disappointments for me with that one. So, um, I guess going into this one, what exactly were you guys' expectations for this um, new arc going forward? I honestly can't even expect anymore, though. I think when I heard of Blue, I thought it was going to be like an international tournament where we see all these crazy chefs from all different countries, like the tops of Japan going as tops of all the other rest of the world. Before it turned out, it was tops of Japan versus all these crap outs that were supposed to make everyone look better, but we're just really there to make the guys. Why the fuck were any of these guys invited? They all suck. <laughs> uh, I thought that the Hot Springs arc and uh, the idea of uh, Le Cousineur Noir uh, was uh, was very promising at the start. Uh, I um, I wasn't uh, I wasn't yet of the opinion that Food Wars doesn't really need a villain and uh, that this tra transformed the series into into a battle one rather than a sports one. I um, I thought it could be a, a good opportunity um, to focus on the extended cast uh, to um, to get some new interesting characters in uh, and. Um, I I was a bit I was really disappointed when mostly the focus w was just on Soma and Erina, just as in the last arc. Uh, uh, I uh, I couldn't help I couldn't help but notice uh, that um, ending f uh, of the arc feel feels very similar to the conclusion that we got to to the last arc um, and just. We're mostly treading over the same thing, uh, or um, mm. just d digging digging up things uh, from the last arc that, that didn't need explaining. All the melodrama around Erina's family. I, I had a lot of issues just going into it, and I, I tried to push them down at the time, because I wanted to be very excited, because this did seem like the final arc of a series that I really liked. Um, but there just seemed like a lot of missteps. Um, I didn't like the idea of the cuisine noir. I thought the idea of, like, evil chefs just sounded like the dumbest thing in the entire world to me. Like, they cook, but they're evil cooks. Ooh. Like, it just seemed dumb. Um, like Grails pointed out, I, I thought the potential for the blue was so fascinating. In the sense that, you know, you have all these incredible chefs from all over the world. Not only do you get a bunch of cool character designs by necessity by the fact that these are people from a bunch of different countries you're going to have a lot of cool international cuisines uh to explore so i thought that would be really cool of course none of them meant anything they're all just the same like numb nut background characters that we get in every single arc and i think what's probably most disappointing is that going into the arc i had no idea what the central stakes were supposed to be because at first it seemed like, okay, the central stake is Asahi's relationship with Soma, except Asahi wants to marry Erina, and now he's kidnapped Erina, and Erina's like, I really want to beat you, but also there's this other character who might be connected to Erina who we're not entirely sure about. But also Soma is like, listen, if I don't win this, I'm gonna, you know, I'm never gonna take over Yukihira. And it's just sort of like, even before the arc started, its focus seemed so split. And also, as I pointed out a little less eloquently before, it just seems like a weird idea to me to go into an arc with Soma being like, well, I have to win or else this happens when Arena already has much higher stakes. 
for why she has to wear like yeah. like the fall classic didn't need like takumi going in like listen if i lose that mezzaluna i'm gonna fry my nuts off because let me tell you yeah Quento also <laughs> why were like takumi and megumi even there they contributed nothing to any so, of it I, I guess we are just getting straight into like okay let's just let's just tear into this arc so um i might as well give my sort of mm -hmm. preface of I really don't like being fatalistic about a series, even when it's being disappointing. Like I want, mm -hmm. I I want to believe the best in a like maybe a thing. Mangaka can turn things around. Like I really wanted to like burn the witch when it came out, even though Bleach continued to disappoint me as it went along. I I really wanted to like the um, Samurai Eight, uh, even though the last arc of of Naruto was pretty bad, and. Um, God damn it, the, the most recent couple of chapters in Eden Zero has actually given me the feels, but I I know in my heart that <laughs> Mashima might just fuck it all up by resurrecting a character that was, you know, dead in a flashback in a really effective way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I, but I really want to believe that he can't. So I sort of, I had that sort of mindset going into this, and wow, was this arc just the best way to trample all over that. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I don't know if there was a single decision it took that I liked. Like, I guess the idea of here's just a bunch of ridiculous cartoon food mafia villains isn't inherently bad yes. if you used it as a jumping off point to give all of the cast a cool a cool shokugeki or an interesting challenge. And and if you don't raise the stakes too high, but because it really is a good joke to to base a series around. Uh, just like just like at the start, um, the good joke to ba to base food walls around was that uh, you know orgasm cooking. Uh, so, so now so now we have those evil mafia chefs uh, who are a ridiculous concept uh, um, who are just bloody absurd um, but uh, but but then again uh, we int we introduced some stuff uh, around um, mana and Erina's backstory that, uh, that um, ma makes all this stuff to uh, a bit too serious and um, you know, um, orgasm cooking was fine, but um, um, after um, after one dish and another and another, and all of these um, visualizations of um, characters finding um, characters finding the dishes tasty in a weird, pervy way, um, the joke got old um, uh, just around central for me. Uh, so, so, so I thought I thought uh, the concept of Le Cousineur Noir uh, was um, was a bit refreshing. It was a new joke. Except, and I w I'm just gonna say, that aside Asahi, I never cared at all about any of them because how many of them did we get any focus on? Let's see, there was was Sarge. it Monarch and Sarge and um, yeah, that's it basically. And even then, there was. Basically, like no characterization for these guys. Like you could have replaced them with anything, and I don't think anyone would have minded. Yeah, when it comes to fucking monarch, uh, when it comes to fucking monarch, uh, um, his character motivation wasn't wasn't even really that consistent uh, since 
um, he was all about uh, the customer uh, being treated. Uh, the customer in Japan is supposed to be uh, treated uh, like a king. Uh, which, uh, which, by the way, I I love those nationalistic over overtones of, yeah. Um, even Eredna declares uh, at at one point, yeah, these foreign sh these foreign chefs um, of the of the underground are invading and appropriating the the Totsuki um, uh, the tot Totsuki Shokigeki system. Uh, well, is well, isn't uh, isn't that nice optics? Uh, I, I guess so someone was jealous of Tokyo Shinobi Squad. But still, like, one more thing I didn't get to mention yet is that I never bought them as a threat. Because none of them ever, like, beat an established character. Not, not only were they not a threat, but, and, and I, I, I understand that the cooking correspondent wasn't the most active for this part of the series, but I want to point out, all of their cooking methods don't work. Like, it, it's just like, early on in Shokugeki no Soma, a lot of like the actual cooking methods they brought up, it's like, okay, yeah, theoretically speaking, this would work. Every single technique that like the cuisine noir use actively makes the food worse if you actually try to use it. Like there's a scene where Sarge is like, all right, I'm going to take like this steaming hot piece of meat and slice it up with a chainsaw to make it more tender. And it's like, no, that's the opposite of what would happen. <laughs> You tear it up, it wouldn't be tender, all the juices would leak out because you hadn't let it rest. And there's like a panel of like, I drain all the blood from my ingredients in order to make it better. It's like, again, that's, you're just drying out your meat. Yeah, I, I mentioned this in, in the review, uh, but uh, when you don't have, when you don't have proper cooking, when you don't have actual co cooking to make uh, techniques to make the characters impressive, the the mangaka has to make them impressive in another way to uh, to make them seem like a threat, uh, uh, like a threat to um, to the main characters. Uh, the, so uh, you have the emphasis on flashy knife work. You have the emphasis on just weird uh, methods of cooking that uh, don't don't have the equivalent in, in real life. Uh, which, uh, by the way, if if that's what we started with uh, at the beginning of the series, yeah, it, it, it would be fine. But uh, when you set a relatively realistic tone for um, what you're allowing, um, what you're allowing um, in the techniques you use in your series, um, then any deviation from it um, in in the, in the late game um, is gonna seem a bit weird and dissonant. Mm -hmm. And something I'll point out, too, because you sort of mentioned how, like, the food orgasm thing does kind of get old. I think what a lot of people forget is that Shokugeki no Soma wasn't purely sexual when it came to that stuff early on. You know, if you think about the big, you know, food tasting moment from, say, the Hayama versus Soma match, uh, where it's sort of like they're punching each other out or the Megumi versus Kurokiba match where they get stands. Those are over-the-top and hilarious in a really entertaining way, but they're not all inherently sexual. And because uh, well, of that... Well, well, th th that's not really early on. That that's around the middle of the series when the uh, when Food Wars join Jump. I think the 
food reactions do stay like that for quite a while. They just become more fleeting. Like, I remember in the central arc, there was one where I think it is Soma and I think it's Saito, the, the sushi guy. The way that theirs was being portrayed was sort of like a, a scrap as well. That, that, that's what like I would... Trading of blows. And that's what I would say for the central arc, I agree. But I'd say as we move into the blue... I feel like most of the reactions are just like, here's a sexual thing, here's a sexual thing, which I have no issue with. Like, that's what Shokugeki no Soma's MO has been for a very long time. I think the reason it started to feel stale is because they weren't broken up with other types of reactions at that point, as much as they had been in the Central arc, in uh, the Fall Classic arc, and arcs before that. And I think just because of that, it felt a little bit more exhausting than it normally would have. I think my, my general stance on how the series its main, like, its main appeal and its main sort of conceit, it was always going to diminish. It was always going to have diminishing returns and sort of get stale. But with that said, it could have done so much better to stave that off. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, not having each of the challenges essentially boil down to this technique makes the dish taste really, really, really good. But this makes the this makes it taste even even better, and like maybe just go a bit more into the specifics of how the flavors might work. Have the challenges be more situational instead of just like the equivalent of Super Saiyan power ups, mm -hmm. but for cooking. <laughs> yeah, and also here's just an idea: what if instead of having all these random moves that are just there to supposedly show how much better the noirs are, though we have no reason to assume that they would be that that good either way, because these moves were just that, moves. I am more of the impression they suck, but still on point. What if instead we brought along, like, established characters, show that even though they are still shown to be really good, some of them don't make through the challenges, and the noirs are able to beat some of the more well-established characters, even though still our own side scores victories. And even the one character they brought back they completely wasted Asahi. Wait, wait not Asahi. Tsukasa. Yeah, Tsukasa. Sorry, yeah. Tsukasa. Like, he was used to job for Asahi. Why? We already had him beat so Saiba. We didn't who even see what he cooked. to be one of the best chefs in the world. Yeah, there wasn't really any doubt that he was key or Takumi or Megumi were going to lose. Um, I guess Takumi didn't lose to him, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, still talk even then, Megami and Takumi, neither of them contributed anything to this last arc. It, it, it's unfortunate because I'm, per personally speaking, I love when the final arc of a series uh, is about celebrating the series as a whole. I think why the ending of Zatch Bell always struck with me so strongly is because the third act of that entire final battle is just celebrating everything that's come before it. And it reminds you of all these different characters who you've met throughout the series who have disappeared now, but now, you know, you get all these reminders to them. And it just makes you, you know, so nostalgic for the series as a whole, so happy that it's gone so well and sad that it's ending. And the final arc, if you were to ask me, do I think it celebrated Shokugeki no Soma? I'd say, not really. I think it celebrated Soma. Because I think, like, you know, every single match, Soma just cleans the floor with the person he's working with. But yeah, I would say, like, well, Megami got completely destroyed. Takami got completely humiliated. Tsukasa got beaten, and we never even got to see what he cooked. 
none of the other characters really contribute in any meaningful way. And all of the character development that Arena got in the last arc that turned her from, you know, a character that a lot of fans were split on to a character that I think a lot of fans enjoyed quite a bit. And it just completely assassinated all of her goodwill when, like, the awful character of her mother showed up. Yeah, I was going to get to that. What are people's thoughts on how this arc leans further into the god tongue as this sort of, like, curse? I think it was an interesting idea, at least, but it just was not executed well. Like, the way we saw Aaron, even early on, like, hmm, this was cooked, like, three seconds too long. It's shit. Go away. You hate... I hate you. You are not going to Totsuki. But that was almost always played out as more a, oh, she's a bitch, and never more as the, oh, it's that accurate that even smallest deviations make it taste like crap. And here it's just suddenly brought into that, so... I did not get the build-up needed. Yeah, I think I think it would be interesting if anything had been done with it. Because we never get to see Erina actually grappling with it. We never Erina doesn't get to have an arc about this. She just has to get like, oh, I have all this anxiety about it, and I hate myself, and this is awful. And then just Soma's like, hey, snap out of it. And she's like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> like the, and her character regression in this whole arc, like, it was almost immediate. Like, see my mom, okay, I'm suddenly gone back to what way I was. Not even as some, like, consequence of long breaking, just seeing mom regress character arc completely so that we can resolve something in this arc. Yeah, it sort of, it did. It went from uh, a pre one handling of her, which I was sort of mixed on, because I don't like that it was all leaning on a love triangle between her, Soma, and Asahi, oh because boy. Soma clearly wasn't even interested. And we'll get into what makes that even worse later. Oh God. But um, at the same time, there was like an angle I could understand, which was, okay, Asahi is playing to clear, like... Clear insecurities and things that that could easily manipulate her, like being that very gallant fairy tale prince, which is something that clearly is very her sort of shtick. Like she loves shojo manga and all that sort of thing, and he's basically playing up himself as like the lead of one of those kinds of things. But then, yeah, as soon as Mana came along, it, it just derailed it. <laughs> I I, lo I love that he's pretty successful in in wooing her, and then he just. Uh, uh... Uh, he just decides to kidnap her on the spot because of why the fuck not? Yeah, I mean, it seemed to be going well, but then he just, eh, fuck it, let's see if this works better. Why was he even a professor? Like, was there ever any point to that in the end? The, the thing is, I I don't really mind uh, romance in Food Wars um, as a concept, uh, since... Um, it was somewhat established at, at first with uh, so Selma's dad uh, telling him that uh, you know you know uh, someday you uh, you must have someone to cook for and uh, that's definitely calling back to that it was definitely what they were going with uh, with Asahi um, but uh, well the fact that they don't focus on romance um, uh, for such a long time in the series. Doesn't really transition. Uh, doesn't really transition well into this, and why the fuck Asahi wants to even uh, wants to even uh, like make advances on Erina is beyond me. Since I I don't know if I missed something, but 
one of the backstories that he uh, that he gives to Erina um, th- that he wants to be uh, he wants to be Soma because he uh, he wanted Soma's dad to be his dad. Um, uh, I guess I guess they were trying to make uh, make that connection um, make that connection by um, him. Um, uh, by him uh, trying to propose to Erina and so on and so forth, but but there wasn't really any indication in the series that that, um, that Soma was visibly interested in Erina. Yeah, what was the point of you making him Soma's brother, even instead of just like yeah, Joichi or something? The series, of, the series just that. it's continued to have this obsession with everything having to link to some evil family member. <laughs> I I don't know why he's obsessed with like. Things having familial bonds. No, not even that. I wouldn't mind if they did something with it, but they do nothing with it. Like, what interaction do they have after that first duel at back at Totsuki? It it, it kind of reminds me of the uh, Doctor Stone thing of um, of Senku's dad not being uh, not being his biological father retroactively uh, b- because that would make everyone in the village uh, in in the village uh, uh, related to Senku, um, and uh, uh, that would be incest shipping. Yeah. So um. So the um. Before we move on to the the ending and epilogue, uh, I wanted to ask to, to maybe get a sense of what everyone's best moment of this last stretch is, is like if if there are some redeeming highlights for me it's the it's the chapter where soma and joichiro are on the beach and talking about him wanting to inherit the restaurant it was the one time where i feel like it, it captured that sort of wide-eyed excitement that the early chapters had um and it, it it was complete it was almost completely divorced from the central conflict of the arc it was just them reflecting on on whether he was going to uh, inherit the inherit the restaurant or not. Yeah, for me it was that first trial when they had the old man. Like that actually connected with me on some emotional level and played into Soma's character as he gets so angry about. Hey, what do you talk about last meal? Fuck you! You still have a lot more food to eat. For me, it was uh, Megas- Megami's match, uh, Megami's duel with Monarch. Uh, even even if um, his motivations were were kind of muddled and um, and I don't know what what he was going for with uh, with demanding hospitality and then demanding he uh, be treated as a king uh, when he is the chef. Um, I I do, I do enjoy what Megami did in that arc and that she did get to have a match where she fucking wins in the end. Or ever. Yeah. God, I'm trying to think. Because um, <laughs> I'm sure there are little bits here and there. Obviously Nova's favorite is the beach chapter. Oh yeah, because it's the only fucking time Kurokiba did anything. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's, like, it's the casual transphobia uh, d- during t- Takami's duel. Ugh. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh God, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's not. N- none, none of it's none of it's that. None of it's great. It doesn't exist. I think, I, again, like the the chapter with the old man was kind of nice. I did enjoy that. There was a brief section in the match between Soma and Asahi, where it 
look and okay for, first of all I, I would just want to point out something just really really quick i know it's a negative but i just gonna point this out that's the dumbest concept for a match i've ever heard in my entire life where i'm like the five great cuisines i'm like that's the most arbitrary fucking thing i've heard in my entire life <laughs> to be like of course turkish cuisine i'm like yo turkish cuisine is great this just this sort of seemed like they'd come up with additional like fuck what foods can be put in this um <laughs> before it turned out that both of them had just made this absolute clusterfuck of a dish that you couldn't fucking pay me to eat because they both sounded disgusting um I, I i did kind of like the idea that they were going forward with asahi that asahi had had this like demented version of soma's journey where it's like i've met all these amazing people along the way and he's just been stealing their shit and you know that that seemed like kind of an interesting reflection to soma in the sense that these are both extraordinarily selfish characters it's just the fact that asahi was more actively selfish <laughs> i guess is why there was a, like, i i liked it because it actually showed like a tangible difference but the difference was also the connection in a certain way if that makes sense like that that was interesting to me it didn't go anywhere because nothing in this arc went anywhere um but, you know, that, that was sort of hinting at the idea that maybe there can be an improvement for Asahi. And what I thought at the time was I was like, oh, maybe when we really get into Asahi's selfishness, maybe this will be the first time in the entire series that Soma has to, like, call himself out. That didn't happen, of course, because there never has to be a moment where Soma has to improve personally in the entire series. But, it, you know, for that brief moment, I'm like, oh, this could be cool. Yeah. So, um... Oh, very clearly, we were not the only ones who were not the biggest fans of this arc, as this was a massive fall from grace from the series. Um, it was already ranking at the bottom of the table of contents consistently in the central arc, but this just continued that trend. And um, the, 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 I don't want to speculate on ongoings, ongoings on within Jump towards the end, but it seems quite clear that they just wanted to get this the fuck out of the magazine because this arc does not wrap up conclusively uh and then has a very tacked on epilogue which i suppose we should get to um so my my hopes for this epilogue were that okay you sort of uh, you know you've sort of um you've been rushed into a corner maybe just you know wrap up the wrap up the the tournament with a nice shokugeki between Soma and Eren. Oh, oh no, you're going to skip over that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe we can cut around. It was, we've skipped ahead to third year. Maybe we can just see what everyone's doing. Just have one last fun tournament where they all show off their cooking. Like, oh, oh no, no. You want to go in into a pointless backstory about Asahi? Okay. <laughs> it, it just like, it continued to stumble to the very last step. <laughs> Um, and do exactly the opposite of what I wanted it to do. And the question is, why was Soma's mom's flashback left into this epilogue? You think this would be important to see as, like, context to his character at some point? Because I wonder, the epilogue isn't an epilogue. The last chapter is an epilogue. It feels like those two chapters are like, oh yeah, fuck, we never mentioned Soma's mom. And it's too bad, because Soma's mom was such, like, a fascinating idea when it was brought up for two seconds in the final arc. <laughs> like, I, I do like the fact that we got to explore it. But it's also like, oh no, but we need to, like, figure out who Asahi is. I'm like, I don't give a fuck who Asahi is. <laughs> Why do we need another fucking... Well, can't he just be, like, a guy who Jurichiro, like, found and helped out? 
And because of that, he got, like, jealous of Soma. Can't that just be the point? Why does he have to fucking be, like, Azami's other kid or some shit? No, everyone has to be related. Ew. <laughs> just... <laughs> Even the characters that were pursuing and kidnapping their, their apparent sister. I mean, and look, yeah. uh, like, again, if... If the third chapter of Le Desert, which I'm sure we'll get to in a second, wasn't basically the ending of Digimon, I think I'd be more angry about this. But it, it's just such a weird moment to me where it was like, no, Asahi, we're family. We have to stay together. I'm like, how has Food Wars by this point not learned the whole like, oh yeah, blood is thicker than water is horseshit. Like, <laughs> why is that still a thing of like, we're a family, we have to stick together. It's like, Arena, every single person in your family is an asshole, including Asahi. So why are we... Yeah, they're the fucking Uchiha's of Shokugeki no Soma. God, Just they genetically are. meant to be assholes. It's like, Which, what, by what, the way, I, I, was going to, I was going to ask, I don't remember much about it, but how do you... Um, uh, what do you think about Azami's, um, Azami's motivation being changed? Oh, it's horseshit. It, it's it's one of the most, like, the instant retcon of being like, well, when you think about it, the zombie was a really good guy, and it's like, no, we saw, like, examples of, like, physical and emotional abuse to his daughter constantly. Like, he traumatized her for life. It's like, yeah, but he was trying to save her. It's like, I, that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Not to mention the financial extortion of many, like restaurants and such not to mention the fact that like he fucking ruined so many people's lives along the way and the f uh, it, it's just so bizarre to be like you know when you think about it azami was trying to do the right thing and it's like look if i really hate like a bunch of wasps in a tree so i burned down the forest i was trying to do the right thing but i fucked up the hundred acre woods pretty bad <laughs> Bolsonaro has been is burning down the hundred acre woods for political gain. <laughs> is that a bit too topical? Um, <laughs> no, this this whole epilogue really did feel like just a bunch of like story scrap ideas that um, the writer wanted to throw in there and but never fully formed or allowed the time to breathe. Like, and I don't know why. To, like, I don't know the, yeah. why they were planning even more since. E the ending of every arc since Central ha has been uh, like, okay, here's where we end the series. But apparently, no. I never felt like I got a good sense of what any of the cast were, how they'd improved. I never like got a grounding of them after the initial time skip to being in second year. So then, in the epilogue, to get another one to third year, and then in the last chapter, just another one like, oh, ten years later... I, I just, oh, it, it got so tiresome. Yeah, and the last chapter, I would, I would have to say is the worst, because it's just nothing. It's a waste of time. Like, we see everyone's doing pretty much what you would expect them to do. They don't interact at all. And then they, they have a little comment just like, oh, look, Isami and, uh, and uh, Takumi are equally good chefs. Now, you didn't earn that. Fuck you. You've been consistently jobbing Isami to him the whole time. And now at the end, you're like, oh, but now they're, they're just as good as each other. It's like, no, 
show me Isami actually get to that. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm so glad that we spend uh, a single panel on all the secondary characters, but uh, but we spend like uh, three pages on um, on uh, Soma's grandfather, uh, who just appears uh, the f fuck out of nowhere. Well, at least he was shown in a flashback, but... Yeah. And some of these endings are just like... Some of them are nice. Like, I think Hayama's ending is very nice. I think, like, the Aldini brothers' ending is very nice. The, and some of them are just kind of like, this is kind of dumb, but I'm kind of into it. Like, the fact that Ikumi, Yoshino, and Azon are all business partners is kind of, like, dumb in a funny way. But there's certain stuff... I that's... like that Kurokiba became a marine biologist. It... Kurokiba's... <laughs> Jotaro reference. ...is such a depressing ending for him. In the sense that it's sort of like, oh yeah, I guess he never, like, got to actually prove himself in the end. I guess Alice and Kurokiba's relationship never actually evolved. It's just like, Kurokiba is all... I guess he's not cooking anymore. I guess he's just studying fish. And he's also still obeying Alice and is like a butler now. Like, that's almost like, oh, their relationship has devolved. Because, like, now he's even more of a servant. It's like, that's so um, depressing. I did think Megumi tr completing her transition into just being Hinako 2.0 was quite sweet. Um, but that's that. she was already heading pretty solidly in that direction already. Like, the ending of the... Her whole moment in the Hot Springs arc basically telegraphed, like, yeah, that's pretty much where her character's going. Yeah. And, and I think that one's nice, but there were certain ones, like, I don't get it. The fact that, like... Okay, Asahi's ending is weird. The fact that now Azami just, like, sits casually in on, like, the big family dinners when it's, like... And Eren is just like, teehee, my brother and my father are so silly. Too silly. Both of these people have abused me physically and emotionally. <laughs> it's like... It's I don't so... think I properly dealt with that no, after all these years. The fact that, like, now Erina's mother, it's like... I'm just here because, like, the ending is trying to do this, like, forgive and forget kind of thing. But none of these characters even attempted to earn redemption. Is the thing, like, Azami didn't do anything to try and redeem himself. Asahi didn't do anything to try and redeem himself. He just got forgiven. Erina's mother was actively horrible throughout the entire arc. And now it's just kind of like, yeah, now I'm just kind of cool with this, I guess. And just the final panel is just supposed to be like, look, what a happy family. And it's like, this is really sad. It's like, all these people shouldn't like each other. Kurokiba's there, who apparently is just like a waiter to the worst fucking family in the world now. It's, oh god, it's fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah, and if we talk about redemption, let's compare this to a series that did it really well. And that is My Hero Academia, because... Endeavor was, I would say, a bigger dick than any of these guys, or at least on the same level. But when he got his redemption, first off, it wasn't instant, like, I'm, I have been a horrible person, so I am now forgiven for it all, because I admit it. Yeah, he admits it, he starts making reparations, he apologizes, and he's not immediately forgiven. But suddenly he goes to self-pity of, Oh, woe is me. I can never be forgiven for being such an awful person. Feel pity for me, because I am sad. It, he just thinks, Okay, I'll still need to redeem. I'll keep doing it. I might not be able to completely get forgiven, 
but I'm still have to just gonna have to bear it. I did shitty thing. I'm paying for it now. And what's what's also good about Endeavor is that that series is still like slowly but surely doing that transition because I think a lot of stuff it's like I think even Endeavor fully acknowledges like no I haven't fully like made reparations with my family I haven't really paid for what I'm done in fact I'm still kind of reaping the benefits right now because I'm the number one hero and it's very much a slow burn with that whereas with this one it's just kind of like and fuck it I guess they were all good people it's like these were all actively horrible people. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think uh, I think Azami's redemption was pretty alright. I mean, uh, it was foreshadowed by him skiing darkly to uh, the uh, place where the regiment cuisine was taking place. <laughs> it was foreshadowed by just like Azami, the series went hurtling downhill. I mean, really, I just think the last... All of Leda's art should have just been constant panels of Nikumi cooking and doing foodgasms. That should have just been the whole thing. Uh, maybe have a bit of Rindo in there as well. <laughs> I've sort of like gone... I used to be like the big Rindo stan and I still like her a lot, but like recent, uh, recently I've kind of shifted. I, I've, I've just been the champion of the two characters who've gotten so thoroughly fucked over by this series that I'm just so sad. <laughs> Plus, I bet you were hoping we would get at least one panel of Alice and Kurokiba making out. I just want a panel of Alice and Kurokiba, period. I don't care what they need to be doing. <laughs> just have them, like, have them do something, anything. It, it, it's so mind- You could have extended the whole last chapter and just make, have that be, like, the last three. Just, just flesh it out more, give each character a little scene. Like... Or just, like, a couple pages each to just, like, see how the- how certain things have evolved, because I don't know, I, I've gone back recently to try to look at some of my favorite moments in this series, and I there's this moment that has always stuck out to me back then for good reasons, now for different reasons, is at the end of the Fall Classic, there's this incredible moment where, like, after Hayama wins, the three of them, instead of, like, just getting down and depressed in their losses just start arguing and start being like, I'll beat you next time. And there's a thing where, like, uh, Dojima looks at this scene of, like, Hayama, Soma, and Kurokiba all arguing with each other. And he's like, those characters will make a really interesting, you know, trio someday. And it was such an incredible way to end the arc of seeing, oh, like... Oh, boy. Yeah, here's the main character, and here's these two new characters who have shown up in this arc who have grown to be some of the most interesting and, like, dynamic characters we've seen in this manga so far, and you've gotten to know them so well, and they've been so cool, and they're going to be a great pairing someday. They never do anything again together in the entire <laughs> fucking series. <laughs> well, I mean, that was well used when they had, like, Hayama against Soma in the central arc. That was one of the highlights. It was good, was but, well. again, that's just Soma and Hayama. Like, it was sort of building okay, up yeah, the idea... Trio, they were never used. Yeah, yeah that, that, that this is gonna be a relationship going forward that's gonna be interesting. It's sort of like the equivalent of, like... Maybe not the equivalent, because, like, they had a lot more time, but so, like, in the final Harry Potter book, they're just halfway through, like, oh, yeah, fuck, we forgot Hermione. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, it's like, that's, like, it's nice, but these characters were built up as, like, this dynamic trio. And now they have, like, little bits of relationship here and there. But it just sort of reminds me, like, there are so many things that never really 
got a follow-up. Like, we never get a follow-up there. We never get, like, a confirmation of the fact that, like, Alice and Kurokiba have had this, like, back-and-forth, like, rivalry relationship for over half a decade. And we never really get to see how that plays out. We never get to see, you know, uh, Aldini's younger brother actually become as good as him. Because we never get to see him cook again. We never get to see, you know, uh, Hisako and, you know, really dealing with the idea of, you know, being beaten by these other cooks but finding out what she can excel in. We never get to see the other Polaris Storm characters do anything ever again. And we never really get to find out if Mimi Saka actually, like, came to terms with his own cooking style, or if he was, like, okay with copying other people and what that meant for his character. And I understand how it could have been hard to fit these all into the final chapters, which is why I think, again, they should have fit this into the final arc. I think the blue should have would have been a lot more interesting if we were like, fuck the evil chef's idea, let's take all these characters who we've had throughout this series, and let's just give them moments throughout where we can see that, like, even if they don't win their matches... Maybe they push for forward in a different way. But that didn't really happen, because in the end, the mangaka was only interested in telling the story of Soma and annihilating the story of Erina. That was the one really good thing about the central arc. Yeah, I, I don't know whether... Uh, I don't know whether you would agree, but uh, I think that's more of a... more of a problem that uh, appeared throughout the series. Um, uh, now, the... Um, the manga not really being um, good at establishing uh, a secondary ca- a cast that stayed throughout the series. Uh, I think. Always... I, I think it helped. I, I think it actually did very, very well until most half of the cast was cut halfway through Central. Because I'll be honest, I think it actually did a very good job of balancing the cast for a while. You know, in the stagiaire arc, when it's like, okay, here's Hisako, who's getting, like, getting a little bit of a shout-out here. At the beginning of when the central arc started, where it's like, okay, here's Kurokiba, who's going to get a Shokugeki. I think they did well at one point in, like, just pushing forward, hey, here's going to be another character who's going to come in and shine for a little while. I think it was unfortunate when, like, half of them got cut, and instead it's like, okay, so who's left... Uh, the three main characters, Erina, the copy dude, because thank fucking God we got him here, and then, you know, the other members of the council. Those are, like, the big characters now. And then after that, I don't really think it ever recovered from there. Um, so so I would, I would say I, I do agree that it was a problem. I don't think it became that it was a problem I could forgive before the central arc because I thought that for the most part they did good jobs of like giving little characters little boosts here and there. You know, but um, it it was there were signs of it before since um, since at first we had the Polaris Dorm characters which kind of uh, became forgotten as as Soma gained newer and newer rivals, uh, which then became his secondary cast. And, uh, uh, fuck, D- did we ever see, uh, Ibusaki do anything later on? No, uh, I-, I would say that I think they had different kind. I guess it depends, like, what you were really into for those characters, like, because I-, I would say, like, in terms of, like, the really cool cooking Shokugeki characters, 
I do think we still got those. Personally, I like the Polaris cast as more of, like, a cast within the dorm. Like, I think they got to do some kind of fun stuff during the Azon one, where it's like, what's Polaris doing? Oh, they're fighting people off with, like, riot hoses. <laughs> like, but I do agree that I think if you were somebody who, like, was really into the Polaris character's cooking styles, I could get it. I don't know why one would be, because there was one person whose only gimmick is, yeah, I use fermented rice and fucking everything. <laughs> um, and one person who was like, um, I'm a food historian. I look up food flavors. It's like, I, I think everyone does that too. <laughs> I, I think I think in Morrowie's case, it, it was a bit interesting since... Uh, uh, I, I think his deal was that he had uh, um, a lower sense of uh, sense of smell, a sense of taste than uh, than everyone else, uh, and so he had to uh, do more, um, make up for it, and do more, more stuff by the book, which uh, which uh, I think I think was a pretty neat idea. And in in general, I don't like having those characters be just there uh, to be relegated for the peanut gallery, since I. I don't really, I don't really like how the manga handles that. I could see that. I, I, I get to. I guess it sort of depends on like which dynamics you find more interesting. Like because I would say that like I, I did like um, the Polaris cast, but I did think there were more interesting dynamics that did get a better focus as things went on. Like I, again, and I would personally say if I would say I did like all the characters. I only really started to love certain characters when the Fall Classic came up, and we really got to see I these interesting see dynamics for certain people, and I also personally think that's when some of the most interesting characters in the series got to actually show up and do some cool stuff. Um, I can see that, yeah. I, I think it's just a general problem with, like, modern shonen is ever since, and this has been an issue in shonen for a while, but I think Naruto was the big one that started it, is I think that for the most part, a lot of shonen series think that they have to have these gigantic casts. And I think no matter what, as a reader, you're going to get burned in that scenario. Because even if you have certain characters who you absolutely love, who you like to see all the time, there'll be certain characters who you'll be like, I really wish they could do that. We have that in My Hero Academia a lot. Where there are certain characters who we really love who don't really get to do as much. And then there are certain characters who, you know, go to the forefront a lot or ones that have gone back and forth like Ida. And... I, I do agree that's an issue in Shogeki no Soma, but I think it's emblematic of the shonen genre as a whole right now in the direction it's been going in for the past few years. So the the Food Wars, despite being a, an allegedly dying series, um, one thing I found very interesting is that they, they've been giving it an overwhelmingly sort of loud send-off. Like, not only with this Le Dessert thing, but giving it a final season um, of the anime, which I have incredibly low hopes for, because um, the the budget for season three was absolutely terrible, and generally speaking, the way things work a lot of the time, the way things work these days, is when they're, like, putting out a final season of something, it's just going to be, like, a last-minute rush job that they'll put very little resources towards because they just want to shift a few more manga volumes. See Fairy Tale final season for that. But um I do wonder if they're going to adapt the entire rest of the manga or what I'm hoping they just finish off the central arc which they've they're still in the middle of the big tournament the big tournament at the end of it. Uh like they ended on the Kino Kuni match uh, of the last season. 
And I do wonder, I, I would like it if they just adapted that and then maybe just did the OVA thing. That's such a funny way to like end the season to be like, the Kina Cooney match, holy shit. <laughs> it was... What's yeah, the I Kuni that one that fought Soma and had some connection to uh, what was his Ishiki, yeah, the Soba Ishiki. one. That that was so. It, that reminds me of like that one season of you of the Battle City thing of Yu-Gi-Oh. Where like, how are we ending the season? Merrick versus Bakura. Holy shit! And it's like, I guess. I don't know. I was pretty into that as a kid. I yeah, was, me too. I was, when I read the manga, that was like kind of a big thing that like the two main villains fighting. I was into that. I think it was just because I didn't have cable as a kid. So like when they said like the Yu-Gi-Oh season finale is happening and like they recorded it for me and I watched it like oh my god and I watched it and I was like, wait what? <laughs> like and I, again, it wasn't a season finale to me because I just read the manga. No breaks there. Yeah, and I, I didn't have access to that as a kid, so I guess I could see that. Well, I didn't have access to the anime, so... I, I didn't have access to it either, I told you. I had to have a friend record it for me on, like, a VHS. I, I watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh! on YouTube when I was, like, 11. Should we get back to Shokeki no Soma? No, I want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! No! <laughs> yeah, of course. I guess I would comment. I would comment that I still uh, yet to read Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I only know the series uh, through, uh, through Little Karibo. Mm-hmm. Um, I will actually ask... How would you say this ending compares to other manga endings, specifically shonen ones? Because I think it might be my least favorite. Um, like I can think of elements of the last, like the Blood War in in concept. I think it it's fine. Like I like the idea that it's a bunch of drawn out fights focusing on different tertiary characters. Like I think if he'd been able to flesh that out and give it more of a climactic conclusion, it would have been serviceable. Um, and then Fairy Tale was a complete clusterfuck, but, you know, at least the series was never really a golden goose, <laughs> and it, it stopped where it felt like it should have done. At least this always sucked nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then if we compared some really good ones, like Toriko, that celebrated everything that came before, like, can you imagine if, if here, too, they just made the last chapter about, like, a big feast with everyone having dishes that they created in their style and just rem reminiscing back to those good old days. Oh god, yes. The, that penultimate chapter was uh, was one of the best I, um, I've ever read. Yeah. Um, um, uh, yeah. I, I also really like the assassination classroom ending. I thought it tied everything up really nicely. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, when I were to say, like, what is the most disappointing ending, I guess I would say that, like, at the very least, this one gives us certain answers. Because, like, don't get me wrong. I'll, some of these for, like, finding out the ending is that these characters suck. I'll take that in a million years before I even, like, think about, like, the ending of Bleach. Where I was like, so are Kurok so, so, like, are Urahara and Yoruichi dead? Like, did they just die in that gift bubble deluxe and we never find Apparently out? Apparently they did not. Apparently there's, like, a novel after the ending that you need to read in order to find this where out. Where I shouldn't fucking have where to. Urahara's <laughs> to be, yeah, where Urahara is confirmed to be alive. Where it's just like, oh yeah, here's these fucking, like, the ending of Bleach where it's like, uh, these people are captains and Soifong and Byakuya fucking run in the direction of a black ball. Like, like... Yeah, which somehow know. Ichigo and Orihime's kid touches and it goes away <laughs> Blows for some the reason. Fuck up. That's the, like, I, 
I would say that, look, at the very least, this ending is an attempt at making the ending of Food Wars more optimistic than the ending of Bleach. Um, there are certain ones that, like, this is a crap ending, but that's just because this storyline was crap. Like, Bakuman had an awful final chapter, but that's just because the relationship between those two was always a wet fart to begin oh. with. Um, oh, yeah, it was entirely it was entirely focused on the romance. It, it was it? entirely <laughs> just like, we're gonna get married, I guess. I don't fucking know. And uh, Bakuman was like the peak case of, like, I finished it, and I'm like... Yeah, that ended all right. And then the more I think about the series, the more problems pop up. God, with it. exactly. Just, I remember, I yeah, recall really all of these up. different plot threads. Yeah, that just, to me, like, that series ending chapter was the one where we went to the hot springs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, so I would say that it's up there in terms of endings, where I was just like, yeah, fuck it, okay. Um. I, I don't know. I. I. It's. It's hard because like. Series that have had bad final arcs have totally left me in a very happy place after the ending. Naruto was like that. iShield 21 was like that. iShield 21 had an excellent ending. And it's sort of like this one. It's like, here are all these characters who are doing these things that in some cases don't even really make sense for the character. Kuroki was a marine biologist. He liked to cook with fish. He never had a fucking interest in them, <laughs> really. But Nova, Jotaro Kujo was a marine biologist, and it's a big meme in the JoJo community, and Kurokiba had a match where he got a JoJo reference, so it, it, it makes complete Well, sense. why isn't Megumi fucking in a stone prison or something, then? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been a very different ending. That's promising a sequel series where Megumi has to... Fight food battles in this prison with all the noir. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! Oh my like god! The kingpin of the prison. Ah oh, shit! I would read the shit out of that. Oh fuck yes, I, 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 I would read one. I, I would read a series so badly where it's just part three of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but it's fucking like Kurokiba, Alice, Hayama, just a bunch of people finding so they can find a vampire to like feed him a dish with a fuck ton of garlic and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would read the shit out of that. I would just say that this series towards the end was just like a balloon as you let air out. Like It just starts to, to have less and less impact until in the end the final few chapters were just the balloon sitting on the floor, completely empty. Yeah, it's just there, nothing. And you will glance at it and never think about it again. I, I, I Just to leave it off, I guess I would say that like this this is my least favorite type of final arc for a series where it's like, look, the, the final arc of iShield 21 sucked, but it didn't, like, actively make me irritated in terms of, like, character choices. And this one really did in terms of, like, oh, your abusive father, we really just had your best interests at heart. Or, like, your abusive mother who completely abandoned you and, you know morally scarred you for life is really kind of a nice and wise person when you look at it like oh my grandfather really put all the pieces together and he's like like i made a school with like the best cooks in the world so you know you would grow it's like i feel like that's what you are that's your whole fucking business model dude and that's just what i would say is that i i do feel like for the ending of this series it's not a good ending i think the elements of like 
being like, all these horrible people are actually great when you think about it, actively made it bad for me. I guess my concluding thought would be, if you're going to make a series whose main hook is, this is actually food that you can actually make at home, don't make cooking knives superpowers in the last arc. Yeah, that's also one thing, like, Asahi was just straight up magic. They never explained how the hell that worked. I'd fucking love to see someone trying to make that stupid-ass soup pie at home. <laughs> to be like, this pie is so soggy and breaks apart. It's like, yep, that's what happens when you put liquid in a fucking pie, idiots. Yeah, but it, w it didn't go soggy because I have magic food-making power. Because I coated the inside of this pie with plastic wrap. It's like, I can't eat it now. Uh-uh-uh, I mean, edible plastic wrap. <laughs> That's actually a thing. It is? Yes. Huh. But it's not, like, huge. Like, you, if you made a whole thing, it still tastes like plastic. I've, ne I've never tasted plastic. Don't. Does it taste plastic? Maybe I should. Oh, I mean, mom, mom. I, I mean, even vicariously, when you use, like, a, just drink from a water bottle, you would taste some plastic, which is kind of a bland taste. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, I guess we may as well plug where we can we can find our stuff. Um, you can find all of the Stammer Stream stuff at uh, on Wednesdaydale's YouTube channel, but I will provide a link to it. It's youtube.com slash c slash Cheddar. And um, follow me on Twitter, at Hoven with an H. Uh, what, do you guys want to plug anything? Yeah, if you want, you can follow me on at Nuclear Android on Twitter, but anything other than that, not really. I have I have a YouTube channel, a YouTube... Oh, wait, I, I already plugged this. Okay, I guess follow me on Twitter, uh, at Wensley Cheddar. And I also have a, pa a Patreon for my... Uh, uh, for my manga review slash video essay series, um, Manga Mosaic. And hopefully he should already have a Food Wars video up he does. by the time it I was get around to... around the start of this episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, excellent. I can't get, I can't wait to get to watching yeah. that now. Um, for me, uh, follow me at, you know, Instagram at Jonah Snow for all my chef stuff. And I'm currently working on the tentative first scripts of, uh, radio play-esque podcast, just kind of like 15-minute bedtime stories that kind of have a continuous plot to them. Uh, oh, so nice. stay tuned for that in the next couple months. Alright, so um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Next time we'll be talking about a manga that calms us all down and just, you know, it, it, it doesn't rile us up at all. Yeah, that's right, we're going to be doing an episode covering the entirety of Cross Account. So uh, yeah, look forward to that, guys. Oh boy! <sighs> <laughs> Happy days and sunshine ahead. Disclaimer, we will not actually be covering crossing. Oh, fucking thank God.